Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Yes, Brandon Bang and I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. Higgity, have no fear. On today's I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, he's back. The young shooter is with me, and we are breaking down oh so much. We're talking about the Shannon Sharp incident at the Lakers game. The hell that is the Orlando airport. And we play Marry, Fuck, Kill. We play Marry, Fuck, Kill, Jim Carrey, Adam Sandler, and Will Farrell. We're asking the hard hitting questions, waiting for the answers. All that morning, fantastic museum quality. I am Rapport Stereo Pockets coming up right now. Miles Jordan, aka the Bleach Brother, start this puppy off with something real nice. Start this puppy off with something real loud, but most importantly, turn it up a little bit and start this puppy off with something real funky. It's the I am Rapport Stereo Pockets. Let's fucking go. Brand new bang and I am Rapport Stereo Podcast is here. I get have no fear. Welcome to the Iron Dome of Disruption. Welcome to the Ziggity Zone of Disruption. The name is Michael Rappaport, aka the Gringo Mandingo, aka the Sultan of Sniff. AKA the inflamed Ashkenazi. AKA the Jewish Jake Lamada. AKA the Disruptive Warrior. AKA Mr. New York. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast coming live and direct. From New Orleans, Louisiana, and parts unknown because he's back. Boom, back. The young shooter is with me. The part-time, sometime 
co-host with the most is rocking. In Sukasa, the young shooter is back with me. Dean Collins, a.k.a. Deuce Pacino, a.k.a. Deuce Cuddles, a.k.a. Deuce Valentine. Be ready because Valentine's Day is its almost here. And Deuce Valentine has it all figured out for your Valentine's Day coming up in just a couple of weeks. Deuce, Dean, young shooter, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm happy to be on it. I, I feel like I haven't been on the podcast in like, well, I don't feel like I haven't been on the podcast in like two weeks. We no, kind of keep missing choice. each other. And it's not my choice. It's, not, it's obviously not a choice. I, that's you your doing. To me. It's not my doing. I know you like to pin it all on me. I'm happy to be here. I always want to be here. Um, never not want to be here. So I guess we just keep missing each other. There's just some miscommunication going no, on. But no, I am it's, happy it's to not be about, here. It's not about not wanting to be here. We know you always want to be here. Uh, you bring joy to the people. You bring joy to the podcast. You bring a perspective that is unmatched. But it's like one of your nicknames should be Prince Prince Collins because you <laughs> act like, like a little prince. You're like some sort of deranged, sick, twisted, 32-year-old prince in a 19-year-old's body. Like okay. before we did this podcast, we're recording. It's going to be a great episode. But I hit you. I go, you want to start a little early? And you go, I'm eating. It's like, oh, the, <laughs> were, were you getting a manicure and a pedicure when you were when you were eating? I just didn't have anything to eat today. I was just enjoying my salad. I'm, I'm happy. I'm not going to go down this road with you because I feel like we we tend to go down this road every time we like. I feel like there's a lot of built up uh, tension between us or something. I don't know if like on if it's coming on your end or if it's on my end. I, it's just something I'm feeling like. You, you sound like you have a lot of thoughts about me, about me being a prince and all that stuff. And so let's just not go and down not, that not road. Many, not many thoughts. It was just that. I mean, it's just that's just the general sort of thing. It's Prince Collins is when he's ready, when the sun sets no. and the wind stops blowing and, you know, it gets to a certain, uh, you know, temperature. Prince Collins will will come, you know, jaunting in. Uh, and he'll be ready to he'll be ready to bless the airways of the I am Rappaport stereo podcast. <laughs> and and when and when Prince Collins comes, we're all happy. It's not like okay. we're not happy. All right. Well, listen, man. I'm in a great mood today. Yeah, you don't think you're in a great mood, and that's like a lot of people wonder what you're like before we hit record. You know, like huh. if I were listening to you, I would be like, what was he doing before this? Like, was he like in like a chill mood? Like, did he shower? What did he eat? And because you come in like hot, like on the podcast and you, you bring that energy. You always do. You always bring your A game. There's no doubt about that. But we did speak. Like you said, we had some communication. Like that's just a little behind the scenes as to what goes on before we start recording. I, you're right. You did. You outed me there. I, I was hungry. I was eating. I couldn't do the podcast right away. And and I asked you how you doing, bro. And you said I'm in a shit mood. I, I don't know what happened, but I've been in a shit mood. And I spoke to you maybe 20 minutes before that, and you were like in a fantastic mood. So I don't know what happened between that time and 20 minutes later. But I did speak to you before we hit record, and you were like. Let's let's just do this. Like I'm not in the best mood, so I, I just I, like. Would you like to talk about that? I'm feeling good right now. I'm feeling. Uh, uh, well, don't don't uh, lie. No, don't lie. Don't lie. Because you're not me. feeling good excuse right now. Excuse me. No, I'm. Excuse me. There's no lying. You're the one who's like. It's like. What did you have? You had a salad. What did you yeah, have? I had a salad. Eat? Are we eating healthy this week? 
No, man. I've been like stuffing my face with so much fruit, like fruit by the foot, fruit roll ups, like for the people that are listening. Like I am looking for a nutritionist or a dietitian because I, I do have a palate of a seven-year-old and I really have been enjoying my goldfish, fruit by the foot, gushers, uncrustables. Like, and so I thought, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to go for a Mediterranean salad. Like, like what a 32 year old should be eating. Right. You don't, but let me tell you something. You don't need a nutritionist. You, you know what to eat and not to, what to eat. Like, you know how they don't sell cigarettes to people under, what is it, 21 or 18? Right. They shouldn't 18. sell fruit roll-ups and gushers to somebody over the age of 30. Well, you see, that's, and I have a technique, like, because, you know, the self-checkout isn't always available. And, like, that's, like, I thrive in the self-checkout because I can get whatever I want, no judgment. But when that self-checkout is closed and you have to put your shit on the conveyor belt, I feel so naked on that conveyor belt because it's like you see what everyone's I mean, you should see when I put that on the conveyor belt and it's fruit by the foot, uncrustables, I have to have a conversation with the clerk and say, oh, I'm just how's your day going? I'm just picking some things up for my my nephew who's five. Like I have to I I feel like I have to say that because they should card you. They should they should make you bring the nephew in there. That's not right. And, And you know what? Sometimes like. The kids' menu is better than the adult menu. No, like if you go to restaurants, no, is. What do you, it what do you is, like? dude. Pasta with butter, just, no, just plain I, pasta I don't like, with butter. What do you no, like? Chicken like, fingers? Like, what, yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, dude, chicken fingers and grilled cheese and all those kind of things. Like, like macaroni. Like, it's not like highfalutin macaroni. Like off the adult menu, it's what you want. It's craft macaroni. It's like it's easy mac, and that's what I want. And so. I, I don't know. I'm just so sick of people shaming me for like wanting to order off the kids menu and and like it's and you know what are it's other people a, are other people shaming you about this? Like who else, your your family? When you're with your family, they must be like Jesus Christ. Well, it's like an ongoing thing because every time I'm like at a restaurant, everyone's ordering a glass of wine or ordering a beer or ordering a diet coke. They all turn to me and go. Dean's gonna, he'll have a Shirley Temple, and it's like, why is that so bad? Like, I like Shirley Temple. Dean will have a Shirley Temple with with extra cherries. Yeah, and you know what? And it's like, if you don't bring, if you don't put cherries in the Shirley Temple, don't bring it. Don't don't bring. It's like it's like getting a like a Bloody Mary, and like you're not gonna have it with a celery stick. Don't bring me a Shirley Temple unless it has a few cherries in there, and don't bring it at all. See, that's that's the Prince Collins attitude that, see, you talk about behind the scenes. That's just a little glimpse into the Prince Collins attitude that I was mentioning. Because you tried to say, I said, oh, my shit attitude, ba, 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 ba. That's the Prince Collins attitude that we, you know, it's like, if you listen carefully, guys, you you you'll pick up on on the little, the little breadcrumbs of (laughs) of, of Prince Collins. I like what I like, man. Um, anyway. How are you doing? You're in New Orleans. And, and I know you've been saying New Orleans, New Orleans. Like what what is it, by the way? What what is it? New Orleans. I don't think so. It's New Orleans. Okay. Well, how is it out there? What are you doing out there? We we know you're shooting something right now. Can we talk about what you're shooting? Yes, I'm shooting season two of Life and Beth with Amy Schumer, Michael Sarah. We just started. I am staying in a ridiculous. I, I mean, I fucking can't stand hotel rooms. And I was prepared to be in a hotel room. I ain't in a hotel room. I'm pretty much in like an apartment and it's funky. Cool. It's cool. It's dope. It's got a balcony that you could see the whole city. So um, it's dope. I'm happy about that. Um, I'm happy to be in New Orleans. I'm comfortable. 
rested. I had a great time in Orlando. The shows were awesome. Shout out to everybody that came to the shows in Orlando, Florida. They were great. I have to tell you, and this is for anybody. This is a PSA for anybody that is going to Orlando or flying out of Orlando. Whether you're going there for family, whether you're going there for Disney World, whether you're going there for business. The Orlando airport is a haven of mistakes and regrets and everything wacky, wonderful, and totally fucked up with the United States of America. Hmm. It is like, you know, when you get off the plane in Vegas, it's like, I was just going to say Vegas. Yeah. It's like Vegas, except for its parents with small children. And you, you get off the plane. And in the airport in Orlando, there's people that are leaving Disneyland, Disney World, sorry. Big fucking difference. Who cares? And the looks on these parents' faces after being in Disney World, traveling there for I don't know how long somebody could withstand going to Disney World. One day, two days, three days. God forbid they stay more than two days. They have such regret. They have such, like, you, you could see the regret, like, what have I done with my life? Why do I have these fucking kids? Um, they're beaten to the bone, to the core. They haven't showered. They haven't cleaned themselves. The kids haven't showered. They haven't cleaned themselves. And what I am looking to do is open a business at the Orlando airport. And you tell me if you want to get involved with this. You tell me your assessment of this business. I want to open an adoption agency in the Orlando <laughs> airport. Because... The, Parents want to get rid of their kids after a couple of days in Disney World. And I think it'll be a big business. What we'll do with these little fucking kids, I have no idea. I haven't figured that part out. But I think I could charge people a lot of money. I'll take these little motherfuckers off your hands for good. And, uh, you know, we, I don't know, we could open up, I, I don't know, like some sort of sweatshop with these little fuck. Put these motherfuckers wow. to work. And okay. Because... I am telling you, these people are beaten to the core. And then when you leave the Orlando airport, so I was leaving the Orlando airport after a great weekend of shows at the Orlando Improv. I've never seen anything like this. This is a fact. In the terminal that I left from, which I was flying Southwest Air from Orlando to New Orleans, there's a hotel in the airport. Really? And you could look your hotel room into the people checking in. That sounds horrible. That's what I'm, I, I was like, this, this gotta be a mirage. Like this has gotta be like some sort of green screen. Like, can you imagine you save your money up and you're like, I'm going to go to Disneyland or Disney World, whatever the fuck. <laughs> and your hotel is in the airport. <laughs> and, and one of your views, I'm sure there's other views and other places to look. One of your views is the Southwest terminal of the Orlando airport. But you know what? Like if that could potentially be a great view, because when I think of Orlando and that airport, I think of just all the viral videos of people like throwing shit and yelling. I and understand having... why now. I hear you, but that could be like an amazing vantage point. That could be a great perspective to be like in a hotel room and look out and see the, at the ticket counter and someone going through like a viral meltdown. Like that would, that's better than like going to Vegas or staying like at like the Venetian or wherever. I mean, that right, could be like for a, just great like people watching great entertainment. 
I totally understand why people are ready to go nuts in a Florida airport, particularly an Orlando airport, because you want out. The, I was in the clear line, TSA clear pre-check. And that shit took 15 minutes. And people are probably like, oh, Mike Rep, it's only 15 minutes. That's my point. 15 minutes in clear is literally like two hours for regular passengers. Like yeah. clear is usually, there's no line. I've never seen a line. I've never had to wait. Yeah. The Orlando airport. And then the plane was filled with just, like I'm saying, more parents with their fucking kids run down to the white meat of the bone. They're at the bone marrow of being a parent. Like, why did I do this? Why have I taken this turn? Because it just shows the, the amount of stress and patience and tolerance and just the, the threshold that man and woman could be pushed to to have small kids going through a weekend or a week or a few days of Disney World in Orlando. Uh, it was unbelievable. Uh, but I made it back. I made it safe. Uh, like I said, I'm in New Orleans. And, um, you know, I'm happy to be here, man. I'm happy to... I'm happy to be here, brother. Well, you're, I, I mean, listen, your, your business idea is fantastic. I think you could take that on Shark Tank, and I think a lot of people would want to invest in something like that. I, I thought you were going to say, you know, you wanted to start a nanny service or uh, no. drop your kids off at, at camp, you know? No, like, no, 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 no. We want to get bye-bye forever. Straight to the adoption, like foster care at that point. I understand what you're saying. Put them right in the fucking system. Put them in the system, fingerprint them, send them over to the adoption agency. I think it's a great idea, though, man, because I think that a lot of people feel that way. And I think a lot of people have that like instant regret when they get to the airport of like, shouldn't have done this, shouldn't have had kids, should have wrapped it up. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I do like your idea. I like where your brain is like going Thank these you. days. Like, Thank that's you, really, brother. It's really smart. And and uh, could you ever see yourself being one of those crazy people that has a meltdown in an airport 100%. like on camera? A hundred and fifty percent. I'm kind of shocked that it, that hasn't happened yet where someone's kind of caught you on some shit. But I'm like, you could be that person that like winds up on Reddit front page, like losing it. Like Michael Rappaport has a full blown meltdown at Southwest Airlines in Orlando. Like I could see that. You you saw me one time. There was one time me and you were flying. I, I think it was to Canada or from Canada. There was one mm -hmm. time where I saw you look at me like, oh, no. It, like it could have this could be the moment like do, do you I remember I, I don't remember where we were going or what but I remember we were like I think it was because you drove to I can't remember maybe we we're going to San I don't remember but there was one time where I even yeah was like, yeah I had, oh yes 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 you I, I'm trying to I think it was Canada but um fuck man I and you know what I remember in that moment thinking this this might be fucked up, but I think I might be the one to take out my camera and film you and be the person to upload it onto Reddit myself. I don't know if that's Woo! like a bad friend or, but Woo! like, this is why I, we fucking it, like you, brother. It, it did cross my mind. This is why we bring you on the podcast. <laughs> this is, this is, see, this is the greatness of the shooter. This Boys, is just, you don't, you know, it's like we do have such a special friendship and, and yes. you're a person that's been like my mentor for, you know, I, and I consider you a mentor, but like if you did have that meltdown, I don't know if I would hesitate to whip out that phone and start recording and, and upload it because I don't know. I think that the world should see something like that and maybe it should come from me, but I, I you know, I don't want, I don't wish that on you. I don't want you to be on like a no fly list or anything like that, but I, I do see that happening at some point in your life. And I hope it, I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't. I, I hope it doesn't either. And, and I feel like I have good self-control. I feel like 
if I ever did that, there would be something seriously wrong with me. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I know how to, like, if I, if I lose my temper, I know how to curb it. Or is it curb it or curve it? Curb it or curb, curb it. it? Curb it. Curb? Yeah, like curb your anger. Yeah, I know how to curb it. Even if I seem out of control, like, I would never take things to another place. Good. Good. Thank you. Because then, you, you, then you'd have to be on the, the apology tour for your stand-up. Oh, no. But I will say this. If I ever do freak out please film it because at least okay. we'll own the rights to the to the video footage i mean we gotta like yeah we gotta make some maybe we make some money uh, maybe i maybe i make some money off of you in, in that way i don't know but you're right like we want to own the rights to your full-blown meltdown um that will probably uh, you know have you end up in therapy so and then at least we could color correct me you All know so it. like release well it we can't unedited. do much we can't just, do much you could color correct me a little bit. You could bring this like, like you know, like a little contrast, a, li a little. But you bit. can't like get the fat off. You know what I mean? Like you can't slim you down. You know what I'm saying? Like there's only so much. Like that's CGI at that point. I'm sorry. See, this is see this is where things again where they could take a fucking left turn. Because no, I was looking just saying, good fuck. I I'm not the one who had a Mediterranean salad for lunch. I, I know. I, what did you have? A hot dog or, or no, nachos? No. What did you have? Excuse me. I, I had the Mediterranean salad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's just too good. It's just too good. I am Rappaport Podcast. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. John Wall, baby, needs no introduction. Every week, the five-time NBA All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA and what's going on now in the league. CJ will bring his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John Wall will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show to give their unfiltered accounts of what's really going on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok, will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
did you see the Shannon Sharp incident at the Laker game the other night? Are you aware of it? N not even aware of it. You, you're not even aware of the Shannon Sharp incident? I didn't see anything trending. I, I love Shannon Sharp. What happened at the Laker game? Okay, so Shannon Sharp, who doesn't go to many Laker games, but he's made a public appearance to Laker games twice uh, in the last few weeks. And mm. obviously we know that Shannon Sharp is a huge LeBron James fan. I love Shannon Sharp. I love skipping Shannon. I love Undisputed. Um, he's a great dude, Hall of Famer, needs no introduction. He was at the Laker game at Staples Center, or what is it called now? Uh, crypto, crypto, crypto cryptocurrency arena. arena, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> yeah. The Lakers were playing the Grizzlies, who are a young team that likes to talk shit, although they haven't won anything. They literally act like they're the Chicago Bulls of, of 93, 94, 95. Like, they act like they're doing something. They've done nothing. Yeah. That being said, LeBron James uh, was being guarded by a player named Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks is a, is a hard-nosed, tough player, good player. And allegedly, Shannon Sharp said to Dylan Brooks, you're too small to guard him. And then Dylan Brooks, the player for the Grizzlies, who's about 24 years old, said to Shannon Sharp, fuck you. And then Shannon Sharp said, fuck you. And then they basically uh, went in, they got into a, like a whole thing and security got involved. And it was like, it was like a whole online incident. And uh, one of the players on the Memphis Grizzlies, John Morant, his father came over and Steven Adams, the goon, who's like, uh, looks like Aquaman, he came over and, you know, cooler heads, heads prevailed. But it turned into a whole thing. And then inevitably Shannon Sharp apologized like I knew he would because I'm sure he probably felt bad, probably felt stupid and probably regretted the whole thing because he's a really good guy. And I know he's well-intentioned. And, you know, it's just probably like some ego, maybe a little uh, red wine. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, but he's he's he could say that if he wanted to. And what, Dylan Brooks is going to beat up Shannon Sharp? I mean, like the most likable guy out there. Like, okay, so what? You talked a little shit as a fan. You're not as a player. You're not supposed to be like engaging back like that. That, But the thing is, is as a fan, as a celebrity fan. True. When you are a shit talker on the sports channels like Shannon Sharp. You, you can't do that. You got to separate it. You got to separate it. You, you got to go to the games and not say anything. And I thought about this for a couple of reasons. Because my reputation as a, let's just say, a wild cowboy, unhinged, um, somebody who's kind of like a loose cannon, unpredictable. When I go to games, I never say anything to the players. I, I never have. Except for one time at a Miami Heat, Utah Jazz game in Miami. But it wasn't anything disrespectful. It was just general shit talking. But this is in like 96. But my reputation is a shit talker. My reputation is this, that, and the third. Um, I don't say anything. But the reason why I was saying Shannon can't say anything is because it's loaded when it's Shannon Sharp. He's not a regular fan. And not only is he not a regular fan, he's uh, not a regular celebrity. When it comes to basketball, particularly the Lakers, particularly LeBron James, everybody knows how he feels. So if he starts talking shit to a player, it's going to incite mm -hmm. a little bit more. So if the player says, fuck you to Shannon Sharp, and then Shannon, you have to just eat that. You, you, yeah. you, that's why you shouldn't say anything. You shouldn't antagonize the players because number one, you're 54. Number two, it's not your night. Number three, you have to know that if you're talking shit, it's not just anonymous fan. It's Shannon Sharp, who we know uh, is the biggest LeBron James fan in the world. 
and it could escalate as it did. And fortunately, it didn't go beyond that. And, uh, you know, Shannon acknowledged that he, you know, he had fucked up, blah, 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 blah. But the point being about me being unhinged, me being... Uh, well, yeah, unhinged, you, know, going you got un that right. Sorry. Sorry? I was saying, uh, you said unhinged, and I said, you got that right. No. And nope. And, and, I, and I have a different perspective as to why you don't say anything at the games. I don't think it has to do with respect, and, and you can separate the two uh, personalities. I think that it's, it might be, you know, maybe easier for you to say certain things behind the phone, behind the computer, and versus going into um, the stadium and being there. I, I, don't, I think that there, you might be a little threatened. I think that you might be a little scared to say that in person. Excuse me asshole it's just thought, a take it's just a excuse take. excuse me I, excuse me that's your take that's my that's my first take that's your take that's my take maybe you don't say anything because you're a little nervous in person we're, we're really I, I brought a i brought a fucking broom into the arena in cleveland that's true that is that is true that, that, i, that I is brought true. a broom into the arena and paraded around with it in enemy territory. Okay, you're right. I, I take it back, okay? So then take I, then your I'll fucking take, take and shove it up your keister, bro. Okay. Okay, I just, I, I'm just like playing devil's advocate here. I thought maybe other people might have that take, but I'm no, glad no, you no, reminded no, no, us that. That wasn't your, your take, and you weren't playing devil's advocate. Uh, you were trying to antagonize me. See, you, I think what you want secretly is I think you want me unhinged. I think you want right. me off the fucking rails. So That's you how can we get like that you. footage and then what are you going to sell it to TMZ you fuck? Listen, I mean if I'm in a bind, who knows what the fuck I'm going to do, but I, you know, I I'm not in that position right now, but you know, we do like we like Michael Rappaport unhinged, unpredictable. We like that version of you. I don't think you know, it's like I know you've tried to rebrand yourself and all that shit, but like fuck that. we don't love you with the puppies and all that stuff. I I like you like nuts. I think we all like you nuts. Because oh. you are nuts. And people ask me, is he nuts like off the podcast? Like, what's it like like working with him? And I'm like, I, I and I told you, I used to say, oh, it's a character. He plays a character. It's a version of him. You know, it's like it's like Sasha Baron Cohen, Larry David. It's a version of him. And now when people ask me over the years, I say, yeah, I, you know, I thought it was a character. I thought it was a different version of him. But I'm starting to realize like over text message at like midnight when we're talking, when there's not a camera on us or, or anything, like you are that you kind of are that crazy. You kind of are that guy. And it's nothing wrong with that. It's like you own that. And I think that's I think that's great. You are yourself. And you should be yourself, which is fucking nuts. Now, let me ask you a serious question here. Okay. I have... I just recorded, coincidentally, Alec Baldwin on the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. That's wild. Now, a couple of days after... We recorded Alec Baldwin on the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. And I am telling you, it is an excellent episode. Yeah. We talked all about acting, about movies, about other actors, about directors, and all that stuff. From an acting podcast point of view, I mean, we talked about the minutia of being on a set, the minutia of, you know, take one versus take seven, and all that stuff. And then last week, it came out that he was going to be charged with involuntary manslaughter for that terrible, terrible situation that happened on the set of that movie. So my question for you, young shooter, and the fans, you could DM, you could let me know, is what do I do with this episode? What do I do with the Alec Baldwin episode? Because I'm not, I didn't talk to him, obviously, 
about this situation because it hadn't come up. And, you know, as far as, you, you know, I knew it was something that was a terrible, terrible, terrible fucking accident, a tragedy, which, you know, it is. And the fact that this woman was, you know, a parent and this woman was a, obviously a friend and a daughter and, a, a, you know, a mother and a, and a wife is the really, the real terrible thing. But because of, in my opinion, Alec Baldwin being such an outspoken political sort of juggernaut, I think that this is carrying on into something um, bigger than it would be if it was just a terrible, terrible accident with anonymous actor. So my question for you, Young Shooter, and the fans of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast, what should I do with that episode of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast with Alec Baldwin. I think that you should absolutely put the episode out. It's not like you're coming from an angle being like, hey, everybody, like Alec Baldwin talks about the shooting on the Rust set, you know, like tune in to hear what he says about it. Like you guys aren't talking about that, first of all. I think it speaks volumes about your character that you didn't bring that up in the podcast. Like, you know, I think that would be kind of slimy to have him on and, and to try and get that out of him. And, you know... He's like, he did the podcast. What does he think? Like, and if, and if he had a problem with whatever you guys talked about on the podcast, he'd reach out to you and say, don't put that podcast out, especially with everything going on. But he's active on Instagram. He's making posts on Instagram. Like you recorded the podcast. It's, you know, interesting timing, but like, I think everybody I, as a fan, even me, I'm not thinking about that incident with him. I would love to hear about all of his experiences as an iconic actor and you guys being two actors talking about what happens on the seventh take versus the first take and hearing about all the iconic movies that he's done. Like I want to see or hear that interview. And I don't think, I think it would be one thing if you marketed it where it's like, I got Alec Baldwin in uh, on the podcast and like, you were like doing it from that angle. I think there's a lot of podcast hosts that do that. I, I mean, you don't have to agree with me on this. I don't, whatever. This is my take. You don't have to say anything about it. But like, I think Adam 22, no jumper is kind of the king at like exploiting. Um, I don't have a, I don't have a problem with this podcast and whatever. But like, I think that when people die, like Aaron Carter, oh, he don't give a, he doesn't give he a does, fuck. He, he, he'll start blasting the clips of their, interview and i think that that's kind of a I, not kind disgusting. of that's a slimy disgusting move um to get views and clicks and all that and i just don't think that yeah, you, I, I, you're that person I so agree. i think that you should release that interview we i would love to see that oh thanks D thanks young shooter thanks for that thoughtful insight i appreciate that I am podcast. we are welcoming a new show to iheart and the draft King's YouTube channel is called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. John Wall, baby, needs no introduction. Every week, the five-time NBA All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA and what's going on now in the league. CJ will bring his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John Wall will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show to give their unfiltered accounts of what's really going on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kaushi. 
Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Young Shooter, what have you been up to? What, what's going on in your world? We, enough about me. What's going on in the Young Shooter's world? That's what everybody really wants to know is what's happening I, I with the Young Shooter? Excuse me. What's happening with the Young Shooter? I mean, I don't know. If, I don't think that's like, you know, people are going to sleep like it's the last thing they're thinking about on, you know, the end of their mm, day. But You'd be surprised. Um, not, you'd be not, surprised. Okay. Okay. Well, no, I mean, been a lot of birthdays this month for me. A lot like my, you know, whatever. That's all boring shit. There's been a lot of shit, but I have been like watching. Um, I've been like going kind of down the rabbit hole again with like '90s thrillers, exotic thrillers, um, that kind of stuff. Like I remember, like we talked about on the podcast. Like I, you know, I, I think I started. Ba- I watched Basic Instinct, and that led me to Fatal Attraction, to Single White Female, to Sleeping with the Enemy, to all the Michael Douglas classics. A, a, Perfect Murder, all, all these fucking movies that he starred in. I've realized I love romantic thrillers, like exotic thrillers, and I don't know why they're not making movies like that anymore. Like, I mean, you think about like Fifty Shades of Grey or some shit like that. Like, I never saw that, but I miss the '90s when they would make those. Fa- like, Fatal Attraction to me is the godfather of all of those fucking movies. If you haven't seen Fatal Attraction with Glenn Close and Michael Douglas. That is such a fucking great movie. It still holds up. But there were a few that I hadn't seen. So I did watch. What did I watch? It was not good. I, I've heard about it so many times. I watched Indecent Proposal the other oh, night. Oh, yeah. That's Sharon Stone, right? Like, sh- no, it's it's Demi Moore and Woody Harrelson. Oh, right. And Robert and, Redford. And And Robert Redford's like in Vegas, like. They like lose all their money, like what Woody Harrelson and Demi Moore, and then Robert Redford's like, "I'll offer you a million dollars to like sleep with your wife tonight or whatever, and take your wife out." And like, it is such a weird movie, but it's very fun. And um, that led me to watching Jodie Foster movie, which she won Best Actress for her first Best Actress, which was The Accused. How did that? Never hold saw up. The Accused. That's a fucked up movie. I mean, honestly, I had to forward through a lot of like the rape stuff. Like there is like a chunk of it where, I mean, I know that's the movie. She gets gang raped in a bar and all that stuff. And like, there is some like very disturbing yeah. scenes in there. It's really fucked up. And you know, they're on trial and, and all this stuff. And it, it actually had me thinking because 
you know, there's a lot of like the jury in that movie and all sorts of shit. And I ended up like after watching that movie, funnily enough, I went to go check my mailbox and I got summons uh, for jury duty and they gave me the juror badge and I really don't want to do it. And it took me back. And I don't know if I told you this, but years ago I did end up doing jury duty and it's kind of been in my world now. Like I watched the accused, like the jurors and I was like, okay, this is kind of interesting. And then I got summons for jury duty, but I, I don't know if I told you like years ago I got jury duty and I ended up going and they selected me as an alternate juror. I wasn't one of the main jurors. There's 12 jurors. I was an alternate that if one of them got sick, I'd step in. But I still had to be on this case for two weeks Damn. straight with everybody. I couldn't jot down any notes. I wasn't actually going to be in the deliberations at the very end of the trial. They would kick me out and be like, you're good to go, like which sucked. But I did get selected for jury duty and it wasn't. It was a criminal case. And oh, shit. It was a crazy fucking case. This guy was like getting charged with going to someone's apartment and holding them up at gunpoint with like Damn. a semi-automatic rifle and tying this guy and his wife up with rope shit. while he like stole all of their shit in the in their apartment, all their money. Like they had witnesses coming in. This guy was Damn. in a wheelchair and I was tripping out by this. Like I was in the juror box while this guy was there and they'd have this lawyer come up and be like, this is the semi-automatic rifle that Jose I Gonzalez. You never told me this. It was crazy. And and they were like, this is the gun that he used to hold them up at gunpoint and, and scare them into all this stuff. And I would turn to the other jurors and go, holy shit, this is crazy. Oh my God, are you like, and I would turn to them and they, they were not amused at all. Like I was like tripping out. I was like, oh my God, like, can you believe we're like watching this? Like, this is, this is crazy. Like that's the gun that they use. That's insane. And then they would be like, here's the rope that like bound this Damn. person's hands. And I was like, oh my God, this is the rope. And the jurors like looked at me like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like you can't like have any reactions. And I was so excited by it. Cause I was like, this was like true crime. This was like everything I wanted to see. And after that had happened, I was making reactions and no one had told me not to do that. And the jurors like didn't want to like, we would go like, they'd be like, okay, it's recess now. And I'd, I'd leave with all them like in the, in the courtroom. And I'd be like, so like, where are we getting lunch guys? Like, are you guys going to go to the cafeteria? And they'd be like, they would like have their crew and like exclude me. Like I would like, no, eat why by would they want you around? You were like a, a disruptive juror. I did. I, I thought that they I, were like. How did they even? How did you even get that far? Like, I, if, if I, I was a judge, I'd be like, no, this I, guy I, just looks like a fuck up. He looks like he's not going to take it seriously. I have no fucking idea, but it was so crazy, and and I was making these reactions. And honest to God, this is like all my life. The guy who was in the wheelchair, I don't know what happened to him. Like he was like he was like a gang member, like and he like got shot or something like barely stand trial for this thing. He started staring at me. The whole rest of the trial was staring at me. So they would be doing the whole thing and he would just be looking right at me, not at any other jurors, right at me. And I would be like swallowing, like looking at the other guys like, oh my God, like, is he staring at me or is he staring at all of us? And they'd, and they'd be like, he's staring. no, seriously. And they'd be like, I think he's staring at you. And so they took a recess and I had to like inform the judge, like, Hey, like he's been staring at me a lot. Like ever since I, <laughs> ever since I was like making certain reactions about like, you know, the whole, like holding him up at gunpoint and all that stuff. Cause whatever. So like the judge ended up having to talk to him on a, on a break and be like, stop staring at uh, the alternate juror. Stop That's staring at him. And he stopped 
after a certain point, but I was kind of like, I was scared. I was thinking about my family after I would go home and all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know who he has on the outside, but I was like a very excited, enthusiastic juror. And I mean, if you ever get on a criminal case, it, it was crazy, man. So I, I am considering When you doing go it. back to jury duty now, you need to tell this to the judge and they'll go, bye-bye. And bye. they'll say, bye-bye. And not only was it bye-bye this time, we're never going to contact you again. I I think that that might be a win-win because like it, like I got it and I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. But then it did bring back those memories to being like, wow, you know what? That was like a great two weeks in my life. And that was really exciting. It's, it really was like watching true crime in person, being in the courtroom and watching the accused kind of brought those memories back of like, I was like, because all those people in the accused, the jurors are stone-faced. Yeah. No one's yeah. like reacting. And I was so excited by it. So. Well, I, I, uh, I didn't know that story. That's a good story. Um, thanks. What else has been going on? You seen anything? You doing anything? Like, what else can you share with the people, uh, young shooter? We're doing a we're doing a lot of like uh, outside we're doing of Michael. What? We're doing outside what? of Michael. Believe it or not, I have things going on um, on my end, and I've been doing a lot of videography, a lot of behind the scenes work. I, I started a company with one of my friends from college. We oh, that's we've been dope. doing. We've been doing a behind the scenes production company where, you know, we can get on movies and TV shows like doing like the making ofs, the cast interviews and things like that. So we ended up doing something actually last week at the Largo, um, which is kind of like a comedy music venue in oh, Los yeah, Angeles. Oh, yeah, La Cienega, right? On La Cienega where we shot Judd Apatow's comedy. We got contacted to do Judd Apatow's comedy show. And so we filmed his comedy show and he brought out Dope. Adam Sandler. Oh, and, shit. And then Adam Sandler brought out Steve Buscemi. And wow. it was really fucking cool. And so we were like, we got to film all that. And so we're just trying to like, you know get onto our next projects and get in that comedy dope. world. And how was Sandler? Uh, what was he? Did he do stand up? He did stand up. He brought his guitar out. He did like seven or eight different songs. He was like, everything I'm doing is brand new. I, I haven't done any of this stuff. I really want to do it here. Cause he's used to doing like big arena shows, obviously. And the Largo is very intimate. And so he came out doing a bunch of songs, a bunch of new stand up, And he was like, you know, it might be terrible. It might be horrible. Like I'm going to try it, whatever. Um, he seemed kind of like intimidated by trying all the new shit, but he was so fucking funny. He came up on stage with those, with those stupid blue shorts and uh, it's time. Shit. It's time to like just get some jeans and a t-shirt. Like you don't have to dress up, but it, I mean, it's dude, it's time. Like you're like you're not. It's ridiculous. You're now. like a billionaire at this point. Like almost it's not even a about money. It's like you're fifty something years old. Just put on a pair of jeans and a t-shirt. You could even wear a pair of jeans and a hoodie. Like you could wear jeans, a hoodie, and a sneakers, but the fucking baggy shorts. What is the, that? It's ridiculous at this point. And it, and everybody fucks with Sandler, but it's nighttime. Put on some fucking. Put on a pair of fucking jeans, man. It's like nobody's wearing these baggy shorts anymore. Nobody. Nobody. I. It's so weird, but it was really iconic being able to shoot him and seeing him do his thing and and Steve Buscemi up there and they're talking about like all their fucking movies together and all That's the iconic. Dope. It was really, really cool. Didn't so, you and I do the best Sandler movies? Like, didn't we did a podcast where you broke down? Yeah. And I think it was, I because I, for me growing up, there's two people, period, for like comedy legends. I mean, and I would say they're very similar, but it, it is kind of a toss up of is who you like more, what movies you connect to more. But Jim Carrey and Adam Sandler, those are the two most iconic 
comedic actors for me. My number one will always be Jim Carrey. Everything that I do is because of Jim Carrey. I love everything that he does, all of his movies. But Adam Sandler's roster of movies, I mean, you got to look at both of them, like both of them together. But we did, we broke down Adam Sandler's movies. And I think that we ended up being like on a desert island if you had to what would be on replay and we narrowed it down to two movies which was the water boy or the wedding singer you picked I chose the, wedding the wedding singer i chose no, the wedding I, singer i'm gonna throw this at you yeah marry fuck kill now not outside of the homoeroticness of it yeah marry fuck kill adam sandler jim carrey and Will Farrell, marry, oh. fuck, kill. So one of them you have to marry. One of them you, you're going to be with the rest of your life. One of them you just get to spend like, you know, a weekend in Vegas with. And the other one you have to kill with your own bare hands. Marry, fuck, kill, Adam Sandler, Jim Carrey, or ill Will Farrell. Because I can tell you what I'm going to do. Yeah, I, I need you to go first. So that's a really, that, I know you're going to kill Jim. I think you're going to kill Jim Carrey. Can I guess? Because I think you're, I think Jim Carrey is going to be too much to deal with in, as a person. That's how I would feel. As much as I love him, I think it, if we're talking just like living with him, like do I, you want to do you want to see Jim Carrey's paintings the rest of your life? Do you want that, like Jim Carrey coming in? Like you're essentially your roommates. You're together for the rest of your life. You're not married like in a sexual way, but you're married. Do you want to deal with Jim Carrey going, "Hey, Dean, look at my new painting." Yeah. Just that alone, I'm duct taping him and throwing him in the fucking ocean. But I can't, I can't kill him off of my list because of my. I, I mean, you're gonna kill Jim Carrey, and you're going to. I think you're going to kill Jim Carrey. You're gonna fuck Adam Sandler, and you're gonna marry Will Ferrell. No, I'm gonna kill Jim Carrey. I am going to fuck Will Ferrell, and I'm gonna marry Adam Sandler. Because Adam Sandler seems like. Like, you could live with him and it wouldn't be too much. Like, he seems chill. He doesn't seem like he's on all the time. But then again, Will Ferrell doesn't seem like he's on all the time. He seems like very, he probably like normal and very chill to live with for the rest of your life. That's why I think I'm going to marry Adam Sandler because I feel like Will Ferrell in real life for that long almost might be a little bit like, okay, too, like, you know, I don't yeah. want to be entertaining Will Ferrell. Like, you're Will Ferrell. Like, you, yeah. sh Ugh. you should be the funny one in real life. Fuck, I might have to, uh, I, I mean, the only things I would potentially, I, I, yeah, I think the only things I potentially swap would be either fuck Jim Carrey and kill Will Ferrell or fuck Will Ferrell and kill Jim Carrey. I, I don't know, but. Well, no, 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 there's not, I don't know. There's, you're going to make a decision and you're going to make a decision right now. That's what's going to happen. I'd have, I have to, then I would have to. I, I would say marry Adam Sandler, fuck Jim Carrey, and kill Will Ferrell. Wow, you're fucked up, man. I, I have to. I can't do that to Jim Carrey, and I I just would love to meet him. I would love to hang out with him. And damn, I can't. And I love Will Ferrell. You're you're talking like three of. I mean, those really those three are. I don't know. That's really difficult. I hear the regret in your voice about killing Will Ferrell, and and you haven't even had to actually like. Would you, how would you kill him? I'd probably do what he did in Step Brothers to John C. Riley. I'd I'd hit him over a head with a shovel, and then I'd start digging a, a hole. And he'd be like, "What are you doing, Dean? What are you doing?" And I'd be like, "I'm burying you." And he's like, "I'm alive. I'm alive." And I'm like, "Shut up! You're waking the neighbors." That's how I would kill him. I, I would like bury him alive. 
you made the answers, you answered the hard questions, and uh, I respect it. And I can hear the trembling in your voice. <laughs> like, this shook you up. These questions yeah. shook you to your fucking core. It's a great question. Thank you. Came, saw, disrupted. I know you want more. There's old episodes. There's new episodes. I know you want more because it's just that good. Came, saw, disrupted with the young shooter. Remember, I will be in Phoenix the second, third, and the fourth. I will be in Phoenix the second, third, and the fourth of February. I had to reschedule my Denver shows. So they are no longer taking place in February. Uh, my next shows are in Phoenix, the 2nd, 3rd, and the 4th. Ticks are available at michaelrapportcomedy.com. The Young Shooter, uh, Miles Jordan, the Bleach Brothers, the Dust Brothers. Take us out here with something real nice. Take us out here with something real loud. But most importantly, end this museum quality I Am Rapport Stereo podcast with something real funky. I Am Rapport Stereo podcast. I'm out. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L. S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.